mist walkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a gothic horror series set in the demi plains of dread, Ravenloft. The episode you're about to listen to originally aired as a live stream on twitch.tv slash DD. Although our podcast editor, Celeste Conowich, worked some true magic, our audio in season one is not ideal for podcast. But keep listening, we promise it gets better. In the meantime, let's meet our unfortunate cast. I'm TK Johnson, the dungeon master for Tales from the Mists. You can find me on Twitter at TKJoinsTheFray or at my website, TKJWrites.com. I'm Lisa Penrose, and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the Tiefling Storm Sorcerer. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter, uh, that's Merciful with a Y, or at LisaPenrose.com. Lisa, also spelled with a Y. Hi, my name is Kayla Klein. I play Vasily, your artificer slash wizard slash mad scientist. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I and my website, KaylaKlein.com. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Konstantina Avshalomov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. I'm an author and narrative designer, and you can find all my work at AshleyWarrenWrites.com. My name is Hadil, and I play your favorite warlock with too many secrets, Vargas Blackstone. You can find me online in all forms of social media at TwittySuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Celeste Conowich and Dr. Megan Connell as twins Yarrow and Juniper. Find them as at C. Conowich and at Megan P-S-Y-D on Twitter, respectively. Now, grab your wolfsbane, your strands of garlic, your protective trinkets. I'm sure they'll keep you safe. (laughs) It's time for episode eight, A Long Way Down. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. This is not a typical campaign. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members, which are Lisa, Kayla, Ashley, and unfortunately, Hadil had to be at a work trip and could not make it. Gave me permission to drive Vargas if needed. We'll see if that works out. Um, And then we have two rotating cast members. They rotate out every four episodes. So unfortunately, this is the last time that we will see Yarrow and Juniper, for better or worse. Um, And it's going to be an excellent episode. Uh, Just a small note, my internet has been suffering a little bit, and I am the producer for this show, so if you see some stuttering in the video, that is on me. Your eyes are not, they're not tricking you or anything. The audio will be fine, but the if the video stutters at all, that's because it's storming here. So, who's ready to get back to it? <laughs> Guess so. <laughs> Now, Here we go. <laughs> let me just uh, look at my my little DM's notebook real quick. We had some shifts, didn't we, for last night? Uh, yes. Yes. Now, Mercy did eventually fall asleep and have a dream, but I'd like to rewind time a little bit. Constantina, you and Vargas were on the sh- first shift. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be rolling for Vargas, and I would like for you to roll me perception. Ooh, that's a problem. Fourteen. Fourteen is enough. 
for unfortunately not enough to to notice anything very big but it's enough to notice when Vargas falls asleep during his shift and it's enough to notice when one of the male Vistana sits down next to you and this he's a he's a dusky skinned man with a sharp jaw and arched eyebrows and a little bit of scruff growing in on the cheekbones. And he narrows his eyes at you and they have a a sort of golden glow to them. He says, My lady Constantina, I am sorry that I did not make time to make your acquaintance earlier. Oh, that's okay. There was uh, quite a lot going on. <laughs> uh, but it is nice to meet you now. Pietro. I hold out to my hand, too. When he takes his your hand in his, he sets one of them on top of it, and his his grip is very warm and very soft. If you didn't know better, you would say that this man has probably not worked all that hard in his life. They're almost a nobleman's hands. Hmm. And uh, he raises it gently to his lips and presses a, a soft, dry kiss against the back of the hand. Uh, brushes the knuckles gently, and then he releases your hand immediately after. He says, you seem very sure of yourself, very passionate about the matchbook menagerie. I I wish I knew more about it. Uh, Unfortunately, I was not a member. Well, I mean, it's not very hard to become a member, um, but you just have to have you know, a vision for the world that you want to, uh, you know, work to enact and be willing to fight for it. And I mean, I think that all of us within the menagerie, you know, have different, have different individual values, but we're united in our desire to see, um, you know, our people liberated across Ravenloft. So if that is something that you, you know, value, then I'm sure we can find a place for you. It sounds very complex is is it really as easy as that, good and evil? Uh, to me, it is. I mean, I I understand that sometimes the choices we make can be complicated, and there's nuance there, of course. But I really think that at the end of the day, it is an easy decision um, to pick between good and evil. So, I mean, for me, it is. And uh, And he looks over his shoulder at Vargas, who has fallen asleep sitting straight up. And whose head is tilted back, is just open mouth <laughs> snoring into the cold night air. How um, handsome. <laughs> you're welcome, Hadil. And he looks past Vargas over his shoulder where the other Vistani have uh, sort of huddled all together in a group away from the rest of the search party. And they're sleeping together in he. And the wolf wears, where do they fall into that... Uh, I don't know that I could consider them good. You know, <laughs> this has been, I would say that this has been complicated for me too. And I do have the tendency to kind of simplify things um, for, you know, the greater good. But I met wolfwares recently that were very kind and I think good hearted. Um, and that did make me want to not treat all of their people as if they were all evil. But then I was attacked by some and now I'm like, uh, well, what do I do now, you know? Um, I just, it's its complicated, but I wonder, you know, if they attack people because they've been attacked. I mean, 
so like, I don't really understand the whole system of role players and I don't know. To be honest, I am a little conflicted about it. I want to protect vulnerable people, but I also want to give creatures, you know, a chance to be different, to be better, to change the public persona. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't really met a lot of wolfwares until I came to Harmonia, and then I've met a lot. But some were good and some were bad, and I don't know. Hmm. There are a lot of people who are afraid of wolfwares, but I kind of like that fire in you. I like that spark. Do your companions feel the same way? Uh, about me or about the wolfwares? I'm yeah, sure totally I'm sure your companions feel exactly the same way about you, but I mean the wolf wears. Mm, no, I think that I am mostly alone in how I feel, and I don't think that they are totally unjustified in how they feel. Um, and I suspect that my friend Mercy um, might have some prior experience, so I'm trying to, you know, be delicate about that, but also being like, hey, maybe they're not all bad, you know? Um mm. So, no, I, I don't know if we are in agreement about it. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, make make the right choices. And sometimes those are hard. And to be honest, they haven't usually been very hard for me. This is probably one of the really hard choices I've had to face since I've joined the cause. So I'm I afraid I, I'm not familiar with your companions' names. Oh, okay, so Mercy, she's the really pale one with the really cute horn, and she has all the, like, um, and then Vasily, oh, she's a little peculiar, but she's also very pretty, but she's got, like, you know, the little mushroom horns, and uh, Vargas, and then I point to, you know, leave me in Vargas, <laughs> and uh, that's Vargas, and he's very handsome, as you can probably tell. Um, he's also a little strange, but has been very kind to me. And and then let's see. And then oh, you, I think you kind of met my new friends Juniper and Yaro. Um, they are really cool, and I'm still getting to know them. But so far, I really like them, and I um, I've enjoyed their company. And let's see. Do I have any other friends that I haven't told you about? To be honest, I haven't really had a lot of friends. I usually travel by myself. So this is all. This is all. You know, very new and very exciting. And it's been an interesting experience to travel with people who aren't fellow of Vistana. And uh, Pietro nods at all of this. He takes it in, and uh, you can kind of see his jaw working a little. Mm. Do you ever wish that you were traveling with Vistana? I sometimes I miss my family. I do not get to travel with my family often, and I think of them a lot. And I think it would be nice sometimes to to travel around with them, um, which I haven't really done since I was a teenager and still lived in the Vardo. But um, yes, I think it's important to meet people beyond my my clan, and it's been great to meet Vistana, um, who have different cultures and customs. And yes, the I feel like. People misunderstand Vistana, so it's always a bit, of, you know, a bit of a comfort to to be around people who who understand our way of life. So, um, sure, I'm not against it, but I think it's been good for me to, you know, try to expand my political horizons. Uh, and Pietro, like, will kind of lean past you and look at your friends where they are. I assume sleeping. Mercy is in the midst of having a dream. Vasily is probably, what, silently studying her 
home or does she plan to do that during her shift? Um, or are you asleep? I can't remember what we decided, but she does make the ichor at one point and then studies at the other point. Okay. Then she, uh, I think then we she's... decided we were sleeping and both yeah. of us were not paying attention during our watch. Yeah. You did the ichor during your watch for sure, but mm. are you going to be studying your t- tome before you went to bed or are you sleeping now? That's um, what I'm asking. I'm sleeping right now, I think. Okay. Yeah. I get up really early, so yeah. I'll probably get up before I'm supposed to and study. That's fine. And uh, Pietro leans past you, Constantina, and he looks at the two of them, and then he looks back at you, and if I may be so bold. Sure. I don't think it's going to work out the way that you want it to. Uh, what, what do you mean? Perhaps this is just a, a skeptical man, but I don't know if people change the way you want them to. I don't know much about wolfwares, but... If they're not good, then you have to change. And if they are good, then Mercy has to change, or people like Mercy have to change. How do you think that will happen without violent intervention? Um, I I don't know, but I believe that compromise is possible. I believe that we can coexist, but we have to not be rooted in the way that things have been in this place for centuries. And um, I'm just, I think that if we, you know, form new friendships with people that we wouldn't normally be friends, and I think if we show that there is another way of life possible for all of us, then I don't know. I, I know that people think that I am naive. I am not blind to that. But somebody has to think differently. Otherwise, nothing is ever going to change. And sometimes I have to convince myself in my own, you know, visions and purpose. But I still try to think of what could be as different as possible and then strive for that. And maybe there will be a day where I have to pick a side. I have to, you know, pick, make a hard choice. And um, I guess I will see what happens when... When I when I get there, and I've had to make a lot of hard choices recently, to be honest. Um, and you know, to be honest, they don't really pan out very well. I seem to always be, you know, chased by somebody or framed for something, and I don't know if that's the cost of change. Then I will gladly pay that. Do you think you'll live to see it? I don't know, but I'm prepared to not if that is what's helpful for the cause. If that's what this, if that's that's a sacrifice that I have to make, I am willing to make that. And uh, Pietro looks at you for a very long time, and when he looks at you, he sort of narrows his eyes, and his brows kind of furrow in the middle, make a little divot. And when he smiles, it's almost like a baring of teeth, like he's not sure of what this emotion he's trying to convey is. But then he laughs, and it's like warm leather. It's like. It's a rich, deep sound, and it shakes his shoulders, and he throws his head back, and you can see the wisps of his hair sort of catch moonlight. I like you, Constantina. I like I you like a you lot. Too. Um, I like him, too, and I tell him so, but I would like to insight check him. Yeah, absolutely insight check him. <laughs> I will allow you either insight or history. Um, I am much better at insight. That's actually thing. what I'm very good at. Um, so that is a 24. He is not lying. He does like you. Okay. As much as someone like him could like anyone. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting kind of an interesting 
read on him, but he's very attractive. So, you know, that kind of helps his case a little bit. <laughs> and he and he sort of smiles and it's and when I say he likes you as much as someone like him could love anyone, his emotions are like reading a word on paper. Hmm. There is practice and there is an action of liking you. But whether there is anything behind it, whether there is weight or fire behind it, you don't know. It seems like a practiced motion. And it seems like a practiced motion that he did not expect. He was surprised into this. But he smiles and he pats your shoulder and he says, I should get to bed. Okay. Well, I might stay up for a little while longer and uh, keep watch since my uh, compatriot is currently sleeping. You hear a particularly loud snore as he wakes. And he, what did I miss? Oh, nothing. You can continue sleeping, but you're also welcome to to hang out with me. And then another loud snore as he only <laughs> listens to the first part of that sentence. You're welcome, Hideal. I figured. <laughs> the second shift. Possess. It is you. Have I had the dream at this point? You have woken from the dream in time for your shift. Lastly, I had the weirdest dream. Did you have weird dreams? I think it's because I ate some of that that water from the river with the undead in it. It feels weird. Um, when you wake up and start talking, Vasily's like sitting there studying her book. She got up a little early. Um, she, just, she kind of looks at you and she's like, do you, do you need anything for that or... No, but my gauntlet got wet when I went into the river. I'm sorry, Vasily, but there were people dying. And I tried to do a lightning bolt and and nothing happened. The water? (laughs) Boom. Yes, well, you can fix it. You always fix it. And I'll just take it off and just drop it in your lap. It probably has, like, sand and it's all wet and nasty. And it's just like, there's only so many times you can break this. You know that, right? How many times? Not many more. Oh, she no. just kind of like turns it over in her hands and pulls out her tinkerer's kit and starts filling with it. Thank you. So my dream was very weird. I had I had red hair and I had freckles and I had feet. Feet, Vasily. It was so strange. Red hair. What, what happened in it? Uh, I was walking through a field and this old Vistana woman asked if I wanted to have my fortune told. Um, so I said yes, and she said, these these carts are very powerful, are you sure? Uh, and so I peeked one, uh, and when I picked it up and I turned it around, I didn't see what the card said, because it burst into flames at my touch and hurt my fingers. And usually fire doesn't hurt so much, but I think I, I understand why people are afraid of it now. Uh, it burnt my fingertips, and I was filled with... This anger. I I don't know what the dream was about. Do you think maybe that Death was unhappy with my sacrifice and this is the person that he wants? I think that dreams are just dreams. You shouldn't read too far into them. Oh, I think it was a message from Death. No. She just keeps tinkering. Just, just, um, and then... I had established what Mercy was doing during her shift. So she'll probably mm-hmm. see like a, a little bat or something fly out from a hidey hole and she'll go, oh, and she'll do like a little lightning zap at it and then like run over to the to the bat and take her athame out and mm-hmm. carve a circle around it. And then she sees like a little mouse in the other direction. And so she runs after that one. 
And she just does that her whole watch. Okay. And you said that neither one of you are going to be spending your perception checks. You no, both decided to forego. Yeah, Vosley's going to be working on that icker. Okay. And yes, I, yeah. I did say I was going to forgo. It is a thing I did. And I'm very proud of you for doing that. I think that was an excellent choice on your part. <laughs> the sun rises earlier than you think okay. it should. Cool. Okay, well, that's fine. It works out okay. Cool. Juniper and Yarrow, you're not back yet. Where are you? Where did you go? We were on our way to warn our, our family uh, to see if they had any insight about where this missing woman might be. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so uh, so I think we need to go and check in with Roan, because obviously mm-hmm. they're yeah. going to be the one who, mm-hmm. who knows best. Uh, though I want to visit uh, all the little pups first, because I miss them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the pups are so excited to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I roll around with them again in my big red dog form, and oh. I'm just going to town. They're so excited to see you, and they just yip, and they snip at your little heels and everything, and they try to tell you about all the ex- adventures that they've had, but... I sit and lis- listen patiently to each one, because Juniper is better at telling things than I am anyway. <laughs> well, and Juniper, before coming into the, like, the area where the family is, would uh, kind of duck behind a tree or something to take her glasses off, and she doesn't want doesn't like showing that she needs them in front of her family. And that's sort of a reminder of that tie of having to, to civilization and things. Right, of course, of course. And uh and a couple of the a couple of your family do crowd at the edge of a cave um that is overlooking a rock cropping and you can see Roan up there. What does Roan look like? I will allow you to define this. I imagine him to be like uh, very muscular but older, mm-hmm. um, probably like with like salt and pepper. Okay. Um, the, the peppery part, though, is probably more like a reddish brown. Okay. Yeah, I think he's he's actually pretty attractive looking. So, like, when he has to deal with normal humans, like, mm. he gets along fairly well, which has helped him come to this position of power that he's in. Perfect, perfect. So, you, you approach Roan, and Roan smells you long before he sees you coming. And uh, and will turn, and he bears a wide smile at you. He says, "Twins, I'm so pleased to see you safe. It's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to be back. We were in town, and then all of these crazy things happened, and then it's just everything smells weird there. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> the forest has undergone some changes itself. Uh, I'd be I'm eager to hear what you what you've dealt with in town. Well, uh." The um the the leader guy is dead. He was really gross and weird though. Um The Meister Singer. Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. no no, we didn't we didn't do we didn't kill him. We didn't do that. Nope. Uh we so we met these but very um strange people and um they were the ones that Bert told told us to um to to help or they could help find this this missing woman who we're going after and and Bertold said to come back and to ask if any of you could help out um or or if we had any leads on where she might be we really want to help Bertold it's so nice how can i how can i help with this uh what do you need has anyone in the family seen where these children are being taken Bertold's wife Amal she was taken and we need to find her he's so distressed you see Roan sort of scratch at his facial hair and he looks 
He looks sort of to the side and thinks to himself a little. I don't know for sure. Uh, usually when people go missing from town, it's the wolves. And he sort of like snarls at that. And he's... But... Dealt with a few of them already. Yeah. There is a place in the forest they cannot go. If it's not them, maybe... And he, he sort of thinks to himself, maybe this place instead. What place and, is that? Uh, he starts to draw on the ground this sort of a canyon. And he describes to you this area where the trees are bare and the land is dying. He says, if it's not the wolves, it may be this. And uh, starts to give you directions. You come back not too long after the sun has risen and everyone has woke. Are you still in your other forms? Would it transform probably well before coming back to camp? Fair. Out of mm-hmm. sight. And glasses back on now, so I can see. I'll stick in my full canine for now. I like being a dog with my paws. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so Berthold will, will greet you back at the entrance of the cave. What is everyone else doing uh, now that the sun has risen? How high is it? <laughs> How high is it? Uh, let's say since we are in the middle of summer, we're roughly six thirty to seven a.m. So mm. not quite over the trees. I am not awake. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Vasily. Is my gauntlet fixed yet? Um, Vasily hands it to you, and it's it's nice and fixed and polished. And you also it's see shiny. her. She yes, you see her tucking um a little glass bottle filled with like some black stuff into her coat as well. So what's that? Uh, Mercy would probably I feel like every morning um, unless they find a dead body, sometimes even when they do uh, Vasily and Mercy have tea or at least Mercy prepares some tea for Vasily so she'll take out some different vials one has some black tea leaves in it, one has lavender buds uh, and one has dried uh, orange peels and she's like pouring a little bit of each into some teacups. Uh, and she prepares um, uh, four of them. Uh, one for Vasily, one for herself, uh, one for Vargas. Uh, and then she'd also like to prepare one in an empty seat, not for Constantina, because Constantina is going to be asleep for a while. But uh, she just starts walking around um, and she'll go, hello, I know, I know you're here somewhere. And I'm, I know Vargas says you're not a ghost, but I think maybe Sadie's because uh, he's afraid of ghosts, or he's lying. Um, and uh, I know that you're here, so if you could come out, I'd, I'd love if you joined us for tea. And I'll just place the tea on the fourth spot, or maybe around like a like a stump or something. And we'll just kind of like eagerly look at it to see if something drinks the tea. Make me a persuasion roll. Well, you can do it at advantage because she has already talked to you before. Yay, she has. Okay. Um, so a unnatural 20. Okay. You do see the teacup sort of shiver for a moment, and you can hear it clatter against, um, was it a stone or a stump that you set it against? Yeah, a stump. Yeah, you can hear it clatter with a, a dull, like, against the stump and then go silent. Oh, it's so nice to, to have company these ghosts again, don't you think, Vasily? Um, you turn and look at Vasily and she has already pulled out this weird, like, metal apparatus from out of her pocket and she's, like, holding it up to where the teacup <laughs> was, like, 
Sorry, what? It's, um, oh, I'll look at, is Vargas with us or is he still asleep? Vargas is also still asleep. Okay. Then I probably wouldn't have made him tea, just the three then. Um, just say, oh, I mean, don't tell Vargas, but Sarah's a ghost following him. I wonder if he knows. Is that what you're doing right now? You're talking to a dead person again? She's right, She's right here. Do you have a name? Um, when you look over to the stump, all you see is an empty teacup. Oh, she, okay. Would you like, would you like some more? I can, she drinks the tea, Vasily. I think we're making friends. And I'll like do some more black tea and lavender and orange peels. The second cup that you set out goes cold. She never touches it. Oh, well, that's okay. I mean, two cups of tea can be a lot. She has a tiny ghost bladder. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, so, when Constantina and Vargas finally wake, it is to disarray Constantina, and it is because there are people running around looking frantically. It's just a tea-drinking ghost! Everybody uh, calm down! Good morning! What's happening? I'm not sure. Why is everyone so frantic? Excuse me! Excuse me! And I'm trying to stop someone to ask them why they're running. Uh, and when someone, when you grab the arm of Sadia, the guard who first admitted you into, um, Harmonia, she tells you that there are people missing. Oh no, not again. Uh. But we were watching, right? Um, (laughs) yes. Yeah. So they must be really sneaky or maybe invisible. Oh no, invisible creatures are stealing all of the villagers. That's why no one can find them. Yeah. Uh, make around at all of who the missing? What happened Dead here animals. last night? <laughs> what is it that's coming around and killing all those small creatures and not eating them? Oh, uh, uh, I, it must have happened on, on, on third watch. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Uh, who, who, oh, I'm a dog. Woof. Bertolt <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Hidora will both tell you that they saw nothing on their watch, but you saw nothing on your watch either, so. I want to sniff for clues. Yeah. I want to sniff for clues? Okay. Uh, in the, while you are making your perception rolls, um, I assume literally sniffing, so at advantage, Sadia explains to um, Constantina and Mercy and the very groggy Vargas and Vasily that two men were stolen from camp. Radafin and uh, one of the Vistani men. Which Vistani Vistana men? I don't know did their have, names. Did he have really like golden eyes and a really nice jawline? <laughs> Uh, Sadia sort of like racks her brain thinking about it. She's, I suppose they all look very handsome. I mean, yes, but this one was like literally handsome. Huh, okay. He sounds okay. I think you would find it really handsome, Mercy. I was going to introduce you to him, but now he's like uh, missing and probably dead. So, you know, there goes that plan. That's fine. Um. Okay, well, we should probably figure out... Uh, where they might have gone and hopefully we can find them before they are killed. I don't really remember what the timeline is for these things. Uh, maybe, when people- we can, maybe we can look for, for tracks leading away from the camp. Uh, I'm not very good at it and I just lean down and I with my mage hand pick a leaf up and look no, under it. Oh no. <laughs> 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 
here. Juniper and Yarrow. What did you get? 16. 16 as well. 16 is enough to see the trail of blood that leads outside of the cave. Oh, no. Oh, no, we're giggling and there's a trail of blood. Yeah. I mean, but what's there not a trail of blood in this campaign? Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. It's very faint and it's been kicked up by a lot of dirt and dust uh, dust as everybody has frantically run trying to find these people. But you can definitely see that something grabbed and dragged. Oh, uh, is it perchance heading in the direction of that area that we know to be the bad place? Uh, yes. G- uh, depending on your sense of direction, which is has been refreshed by the leader of your family. Yeah, you'd say it's heading north. Uh, I'm gonna go sit by Juniper. Juniper would relay this. Come on, whoever took them is heading this way, and this is where we think we need to go. Uh, it seems unrelated to the sea small animals. Whoever killed sea small animals probably meant well. No, whoever killed these small animals slaughtered them for no reason. Their meat's going to go to waste now. Bark, bark. Oh, but it's their souls. I mean, I'm guessing. <laughs> they feed the other animals. They're important parts of how life runs out here. I, uh, I, um, uh, there's a trail of blood. Why are we just standing here talking? Vasily like pokes her head in. in Vasily pokes her head in and she's like, when'd you get a dog? (laughs) (laughs) Yarrow, she's in one of her animal forms. I'm gonna roll on my tummy. It's very cute. Would I ever want to be a half elf? <laughs> Vasily rubs her tummy and hates every second of it. <laughs> Just like I can't believe I love this. <laughs> Come on, let's let's go. Come, gotta go. And, and Juniper's gonna go over to Bertholdt. Like we think we know where she's been taken, but it's gonna take us a while to get there. So, okay. I'll start following the trail and leading everybody. You begin to lead them uh, towards the north. And as you are going through this forest, this forest is, it's almost, the trees are almost as though they are in the dead of winter. It is dry and desiccated. These trees are, for the most part, shriveled. The, The ground is baked hard. No rocks, just hard, packed earth. When you walk, not even dust rustles up. It's all dead leaves and thorny underbrush. It takes several hours for you to get through this forest, but luckily you know the way. You know the sense of your family that they've left for you to mark your trail. And so when this dry, desiccated earth begins to open up into a canyon with high walls packed tight with earth, you aren't surprised to find yourself here. And you're not surprised to see that the blood trail has become thicker and heavier until through a break in the trees, it's just ruined bodies. Juniper is going to fly up into the air about uh, 50 feet or so to get a look around to see if she can see anything that would have dragged these bodies. Yeah, and I'll shift back into my Yarrow form, just, Mm -hmm. just on guard. Oh yeah, absolutely. When you fly up, you you can see the tops of these canyons. How high do you fly? 50 feet. You can definitely see the tops of these canyons. And these canyons, they go about 80 feet up. But you can see over the crusts of them what, what would have been completely uh, 
invisible to you are these shadowy figures of enormous ravens. And they pick and pluck at the tops of these caverns. And from your vantage point in the sky, when you look back down at the ruined bodies, you see that these bodies are not intact. If I fly up higher, can I see the actual ravens themselves? Or are they shadow, like made of shadow, or are they actual ravens and those are the shadows I see? They are actual ravens, but you can see it's just they're far away from you. They're probably gotcha. about half a mile in front of you. Uh, has uh, Juniper encountered anything like these before? Never ravens this big. Mm. You can tell they're enormous and they're half a mile away. Mm, I want to walk. I want to walk up to one of the bodies and mm-hmm. try to do like a medicine or survival. I would just. I want to determine what exactly tore these people apart. Give me. Give me either a wisdom nature okay. or a wisdom medicine. Just from your experience as living as a pseudo wild animal in the forest, a sixteen on my nature. A sixteen is enough to tell you that birds didn't do this. Does it look like a beast or like weapons? It's hard to tell, but it does look like a beast. Just not any beast you've seen. Not even undead, whose mouths are typically humanoid, have these types of bite marks. Could have torn the limbs off of these men mm, okay and I wanna walk- they're certainly not getting up yeah no they're super dead um <laughs> well gonna- they're not getting up as though they were undead <laughs> oh, oh i understand i was like that's dead <laughs> yeah that's that smelly. sounds uh, thanks tk it sounds super dead thank you hey. <laughs> you're yeah. dead um I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk back towards the group a little bit and and report to Bertolt and to the rest of the party. Okay. And Juniper's gonna fly down, bow out, three arrows in her hand, and relay what she saw with the, with the ravens. Yeah. Uh, Bertolt will look at the two of you and putting the information you two have given him. Sounds like the birds found what was left, but wh- how did they? How'd they even get them? When did it happen? You all set watch, right? Yeah, this morning, but nothing got past us. Nothing. Mm-mm. What killed, I mean, there was a thing that killed all those animals. Some sort of creature came in to make it quiet or something. And it probably, uh, that seems scientifically reasonable to me. Uh-huh. Yes. What, what, whatever did this, um, it, it, it can't have gotten far. I mean, to, to take these people and drag them and just leave them like this. It, it's probably still nearby. Do you see, is there caves or a lair for a creature? I didn't go up that far. I didn't want to tangle with those ravens. They're gigantic. Giant ravens. How how wide is the canyon as we walk through it towards where we need to go? The uh, (laughs) entrance to the canyon is about 70 feet wide. I'm worried about these ravens attacking us as we walk. Well, the ravens are usually good, aren't they? At least they are in Barovia. I mean, they're usually helpful. Um, Um... well, I wouldn't maybe assume that. Just it, it, they're really big. How right? do you Constantina way? <laughs> <laughs> maybe if we send a small group ahead, maybe us us five, um, and Vargis can watch the rest of the search party. We can try to sneak into the canyons uh, to investigate. Yeah, yeah. Right. hold please protect everybody here. Don't let them. I'd say maybe go back a bit further and uh, 
Stay away from water. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. Uh, Bertholdt nods and um, puts out a hand to hold the search party back and Vargas will make an elaborate bow and I would love to accompany you, but you certainly seem to have this well in hand. And uh, and he holds out a hand. Uh, Mercy feels awkward and puts her hand in his because okay. no one else is. And he will, he will brush his lips against your knuckles oh, and then let go. Press the digitation. And then hold out another hand to your other companions. I put my mom. He does the same with a soft, dry kiss against your oh. knuckles. And uh, I'm going to put both my hands on his. Oh. <laughs> he kisses both your hands in turn and oh. then reaches up and brushes your cheek with his gloved hand. Mercy's going to wave it goodbye to Vargas and then wave at the space next to Vargas. Just guessing, just in case. (laughs) Vargas is going to dart his eyes to the side, but say nothing. For the record, Juniper looked super grumpy when Vargas was kissing her hand, but like smiled humongously for Yarrow getting her hand kissed. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a I'm hiding shirt. my face in my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm walking up next to her. Kind of doing <laughs> I'm getting excited. Uh, will look at the group of you and say when when will we know if it's safe? We will uh, we will send someone back. I can um how? Yeah. And uh, Bertolt oh, will sort of please. look at Yarrow. And... What if someone else howls? Oh. <laughs> we'll do. Oh. We'll howl and pair. Okay. And you you know our signal. You know the signal. <laughs> yeah. Bertolt. <laughs> and Bertolt will, like, he'll smile, and there's like a. There's a tinge of worry in his eyes when he smiles, but he will set his hands on your shoulders and nod. And we'll say, find her. We're going to find her. It's okay. We'll come for you in the morning if you aren't back yet. All right. And the group of you set out. How are you proceeding? I'm going to reach down to the ground and pull up some of the dust and cast Pass Without a Trace on us. When you touch the ground and you pull up that dust to scatter and hide your tracks, you can feel a heartbeat in the earth. Boom. Immediately grabbing Yarrow's hand and putting her hand down as well. Yarrow, make me a perception roll. I don't even ask you, Janiburg, because your perception is absurd. (laughs) Uh, 14. You don't feel anything. What are you doing? Like a heartbeat in the earth. I'm going to copy them. (laughs) Perception rolls all around. Everybody hit the deck. uh, Juniper would be moving her hand in rhythm with the beat. To kind of help everybody Doom. feel it. I got a 17. You feel it. Doom. Doom. 11. You don't feel it. Doom. Doom. Vasily's just judging everyone. <laughs> We're all like, <laughs> yeah. She's, Mercy, she's you can feel it. Truth. You can feel it vibrating in your gauntlet. Doom. It's so loud. Um, Mercy is going to cast Detect Thoughts which helps her detect where there are living things around her. As you as you cast out your mind like a net, um, what does that look like? Detect thoughts for Mercy. Do you do you ask if somebody's there or Um, well, hmm. Usually Mercy is detecting thoughts and knows whose thoughts she wants to mm-hmm. detect. 
um, and she will lay her forehead against someone with her horn. And I feel like for a split second, she becomes that person, like a flicker. Um, it's their changeling sort of ability. I don't know what it looks like if she's not sure what she's detecting. She maybe leans down and touches her horn to the ground. What's the What's the range on this? 30 feet. 30 feet? 30 feet? How long can you keep it up? Um, just a minute. Okay. You don't feel anything the first time. Uh, if you move, you might be able to, but... Okay. At the entrance of this can- canyon, you don't feel anything. You just okay. feel the dong, dong, dong. Go forward, but with caution. Yes. Speak yeah, your- I'd like to start moving, like, 30 feet ahead of everybody. Speak your stealth rolls into my heart. Okay. <laughs> stealth rolls. Mm-hmm. Ten. If Juniper and Yarrow are in the front, Mercy's gonna stay to the back. Yeah. Don't forget to add ten. That Vasily and Constantina are in the middle. Juniper, 28. we are... Oh, 28 for Mercy. Juniper, we are no longer in your favorite terrain. That's okay. It's still a 32. Okay, good. I got a natural 20, which would be a 30. Not 20! Pew, 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 so, Except so quiet. How do you dab? <laughs> I've never dabbed before. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody, uh, somebody's the honorary... Var- oh, it's me. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's way cooler than I was like, who's playing Vargas? Is- oh, it's me. Uh, oh, it's me. <laughs> there, I hope- Are you proud of me now, Hadil? I got a 12. That's with a plus 10? Yup. I rolled a 1, then I had a plus 1, and then plus 10. <gasps> Sorry. I'm like playing a violin, just walking through <laughs> the Oh, wow. yeah. Modifiers. I actually got a 31. If that helps to offset constant. Oh, yeah. If it's plus 10 to everyone, then I actually got a 30. A dirty 30. Jeez. Dirty 30. Um, I will say this was probably not the best time to tell you I do nat ones on ability Ugh. checks. I'm not going to make look? you, like, run into something, but if it's an ability check, yes, I do nat ones. Okay. Yeah, well, I got a crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always, for your honesty. Of course. I will remember that you were super nice to me yesterday during during that game, though. So. Yeah, and then you publicly shame me. So I go to support my friend PK <laughs> in their other stream, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to tune in and, you know, be supportive. And I wrote something really nice in the chat. And then TK freaking calls me out <laughs> on the other show and tells me that Constantina isn't safe on this show. <laughs> I was literally just about to say, because you said something nice, I'm going to take it easy on you. <laughs> but now you just told me how you feel. <laughs> you picked the wrong day to be sassy, Missy. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have called you Missy. That's mildly sexist. Um, it's okay, okay, I'll take it. I, de- I deserve it. I deserve the Missy. <laughs> so as you as you near and you start to uh, go through the entrance of this canyon, creeping along, hiding, Constantina. I'm not going to say you missed the memo, but now you do hear this, this doom, doom, doom. And like every other instrument in Kartakis, it has carried you away. And it is all-encompassing, and you feel it inside of your body. You can feel it battering against your ribcage. You can feel it slamming against your skull. Doom, 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 
boom, boom. It's louder than your thoughts. It's louder than your breath. It's louder than the sound of your friends. And you find yourself following it into the very center, straight down the middle of this path into the canyons. And you hear this doom, doom, doom. As a raven swoops over the top of the canyon. R.I.P. Uh, headphone users. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just swooping. It's not swooping it down swooping. at us. No, it's not swooping down at you. It's just soaring overhead. Constantina! Boom. Constantina, come Boom. over here! It's so loud! Oh, I can't hear anything Boom. else. I'm so loud. Mercy is going to skitter over to where Constantina is and like try to drag her against the wall. And now is the point where you can also hear this. Like a, like it would be the wind rattling against leaves, rattling against a healthy full tree. But it's just the of a angry hot tea kettle. Carrying on the wind. Doom, 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 doom. Do you hear that too, Constantina? Do I hear that part? You absolutely well. hear it. <sighs> All of it you hear from? it. All of you hear this tea kettle whistle on the wind. Doom, Can I make a doom, perception doom, check to try doom. to figure yeah, out? Yeah, perception check. Doom, on? doom, doom, doom. 15. 15 is enough to tell you that you can see a weeping willow up in one of the, not quite an alcove of the canyon, but nestled between the walls, you see this weeping willow drooping, heavy with fruit. Oh, wait. Juniper said something about the tree, and I'm going to let go of Constantina and run over to Juniper. Um, I think it's one of those trees that you were warning all of us about. It has a bunch of fruit on it. Yes, don't go near that. Doom, 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 doom. Stay as far away as we can. Is there like a way like far away from the tree or are there more trees around? That is the only tree that you can see, but you can hear a doom, doom, doom getting louder and you can feel the earth trembling beneath you as its roots start to break through the earth. Oh, it's uh, three arrows out. Chunk, chunk, chunk. Okay, what are you aiming at? The center. These have a face on them, right? Yes, they do have a face. They yeah, have face. many faces. As Whoa. these arrows sink into that heart of the tree, this grimacing face with this wide open mouth and this scream that is frozen on it, and all of the fruit, all of these dead men's heads. Blood red with this dry blood that's caked from them, weeping this black syrup, mouths hanging impossibly open. And as this arrows thunk, thunk, thunk into this tree, thum, 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 breaking out of this ground, and the suddenly becomes just this cacophony of different pitches of men's screams carried on the wind of this canyon. Run! <laughs> yeah. Run! 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 Okay! Okay! Which way? Which way? Where do we go? Uh, does this, do we see like a route ahead? Or? Uh, can you see the, the map at all? I will allow yes. you to use the map. Okay, so this I'm assuming is off to the left there? 
Okay. So there's like a tree off to the yeah. left in this alcove. Mm-hmm. You can see the end of that other alcove, but you can't see the bend around it. So okay. anything past number three is impossible for you to see right now. I will say that the giant ravens have started to take off and they are lifting from the tops of the canyons. Likewise, uh-huh. you can hear scrambling against the walls as fingers start to break their way out of the canyon walls. What? Can we see that pyramid thingy? The ziggurat? You can see the ziggurat. My guess would be that that's where we're going, so let's run. Can Constantina move now? Constantina? Um, Yeah, I can move, but I'm a little disoriented. Mercy's going to run back to Constantina, put herself between all of the heads and the trees in Constantina, and kind of push slash pull her along, just following Juniper and Yarrow, because they seem to know what they're doing. As you're running, you can hear the sound of earth crumbling around you as skeletons start to punch their way and start to force their way out of where they've been baked into the side of these canyons. Oh, oh I'm dead. These uh, squirrels were not enough. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, oh, the squirrels? Why would you do that? <laughs> it's not see time, Juniper. Please, look at my quiet door. It's too loud. Yeah, I think Yara will try and she'll fall back behind. So I need each like, of you guard. to make me two athletics checks as you oh. are running over the earth, buckling beneath your feet, and you are oh. dodging these skeletons that are pulling their way out of these walls. I got a one and a two, so I got a zero and a one. Okay. I got a 16 and a four. Wait, two athletics checks? Okay. Okay. I got an 11 and an 18. I got a four and a 15. <laughs> I, got a, I got an eight and a six. <laughs> We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Good run, guys. All right. Mercy. Let's start with you. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> We're having a delightful time. It's okay. Don't freak out. Um, that makes me nervous. <laughs> I know. Does a 17 hit your AC? Yes. Wait. Mm, I could... Nope, don't have shield. Yep, it hits me. <laughs> okay, you feel two skeletal arms reach out of this sun-baked earth and claps themselves around you. Give me a strength check to make to see if you break out of it. Uh, an 11. You got a 19. So it holds you, grapples you there. I let go of Constantina. <laughs> Constantina, just go save yourself! Everyone. No! <laughs> Why are you being quiet? Mercy is the only person who failed twice. Okay. So... Really? My low-ass scores that it failed both times? No. Okay. Skeletons Uh, aren't super strong, so... I think Juniper probably would, um, because... Wait, was Yara going ahead or behind? Yara was trying to fall back to prevent something like this from happening, so I'm not sure if Yara's in the area or could maybe do something... You probably yeah, could. Vasily wants to try and break Mercy out, like, immediately. Yeah. I'm not moving. Give I'm not leaving Mercy behind. Yeah, give it a shot. Okay. Talk so to me. Strength. It'll slow you down, but, you know, That's fine. resolve she this w- however you wish. She wants to just, like, grab the skeleton arms. Okay. Uh, can I assist 
on this. You can like, grab a skeleton. Tag teaming the skeletons yeah. with Vasily. Can I grab Mercy while they're trying to grab the skeletons? We're not leaving you behind. I, will I just say, imagine this so ridiculous. Looking. I will say <laughs> that Yarrow is a, is using the help action for Vasily okay. to break the skeleton's grapple, and you are using a separate strength check to pull Mercy away. Is that correct? That's what I would like. Yes. Roll it up. So I roll with, do I roll with advantage yes. in this case? Okay. Yarrow is using the help action. And it's just a strength. I and I'm covering the area. Oh. Ooh, I got a nat 20. Awesome. Oh. Yeah. Yay! True love's nat 20. <laughs> Between the two of you, you um pull the skeleton's arms, and it is brittle AF. So you just yank them straight out of the wall, away <sighs> from its like chattering, biting faces. Thank you, Vasily. She just like grabs Mercy. She's like, come on. Alright. So it takes you a little longer than you really wish to reach that ziggurat. Um, and when you do, you hit the bottom and you can see if you turn around, there are over a hundred skeletons that are bursting their way out of this wall. Out of the ziggurat wall? Out of the canyon walls. Ah, uh, no thank you. Is there uh, a door inside? So, this ziggurat is a four-story ziggurat, and it's topped with what you can see is a huge raven statue. There are no doors in the side, but the levels are only ten feet high, each uh, patrolled with twelve skeletons apiece. No okay. Uh, Juniper's going to start flying. Who amongst you all is probably the lightest? Um, Mercy, I guess, probably? I mean, take up Mercy. I can be lighter. I know you can. Well, and I think Juniper would also know Yarrow can handle Oh, her. I can handle Oh, yeah, yeah. Pick up For a some couple rounds. In trouble. Yes. So, can Juniper gra- grab Mercy? I'm going to take you to the top. Okay. And fly, fly up with my boots. The higher you go, the louder the thum, 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 thum gets. And this mm. enormous raven statue slowly along the dais to meet you with its lifeless onyx eyes. Hello. What do we do? If I can't... don't know. Do we see looking like around? buttons or... <laughs> <laughs> Labors. Would you like to land? Sure. I mean, yeah, I don't I'm know. Fly in and try to like land underneath it. Okay. Okay. So this is a a raven statue on a giant rotating dais, and as you land beside this onyx statue, it continues to rotate, but it seems to rotate immaterial of where you are now, and you can walk around it freely. I'm gonna set Mercy down. Okay. Be right back. Wait, get my friends. Um, and while I'm on the top, I'd like to try to like examine the statue. I'm guessing close to the base of the statue. Give me investigation. The rest of you down on the ground, give me the stair. What would you like to do on the ground? Are you just waiting for your for Juniper to come back and pick you up? The, the only thing that we can climb on is like ten feet. Mm-hmm. Like tall as that one. Do I understand? Ugh. God, I don't even know. And you can see oh, twelve. Try, no, try you climb. can see twelve skeletons on each oh, she, tier yeah, right. 
that are standing motionlessly, leaning against oh, spears. No. I guess I'll wait. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah. as these hundreds of skeletons start to climb their way out of the wall, you can see several of them have already set their feet on the ground. About 20. Would you like to engage them? Uh, or would you like um, to merely dodge? I'm no. going to turn into a giant bear and interpose myself between Vasily Constantina and everything and roar at all these skeletons. Okay, can I can I see all of this happening yes. from my spot? Okay. Mercy might worry about tomorrow problems tomorrow and aim a lightning bolt at the ceiling of the entrance to this cave hoping to cause rocks to fall on all the skeletons, even if it closes okay. off the door this, for now. This is a canyon, so it is open. Oh. Open well, air. Well, I can't do that then. <laughs> it was I, a cool idea. It was a very cool idea. It was an incredibly <laughs> cool idea. So, since my goat is giant, how high can it jump? <laughs> Save the day, goat. So, <laughs> it's, it's large goat. size. Yeah, it's like the we we picked the largest. I thought it was considered like a giant goat. I can't oh, remember. Is it huge size? He's the largest boy. He's not colossal. He can't be colossal. He's not colossal. Yeah, he's, he's not gargantuan. Goat. He's not he's the, the size goat I could pick. A, a goat the size of a tarasque. Let's say I mean, he's large. He's like yeah, he's it. very large. <laughs> so could he's he jump ten feet if Constantina and I were on his back? Is that a thing? Um, because he's a goat. Oh yeah, they do that the weird thing where they climb up the mountains, like yeah. where there's nothing to climb on. <laughs> yeah, and then trees. Um, like the goat trees. You know what? What do you think, chat? A giant goat has a forty-foot move speed, and it has the sure-footed ability, so it gets advantage on strength and dex saves. Just okay. for athletics things. You know what? I don't know. Yeah, chat you... says that goats can jump like nobody else. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, and Yara no. brought it up on the on D and D Beyond. I will accept it. Okay, Yay. well, honestly, like... Do you summon it as an action or a bonus action? Um, I think... I'm not sure that I have... I just have that it happens. We'll just make it my action. Okay, Fine. so an action to to summon um, the goat, and then I will allow a bonus action to mount the goat, but we're going to have to wait another round to command the goat to climb up the ziggurat, which, by the way, sounds... <laughs> So fucking cool. Dope as hell. It sounds really neat. Um, so for my action, I want to like pull out my little goat figurine and just like throw it on the ground. And as before, a big plume of black smoke erupts and the goat just like climbs out of the earth. There's like dirt yeah. that's coming up and flying up and this giant like multi-horned white-eyed goat, black goat climbs out of the earth and stands there and I hop on him. Yeah, absolutely. Flying down is like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, goat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Before my absolutely. goat Yarrow, uh, turned cool. into a I, giant bear. Mm-hmm. Um. So, if the skeletons are approaching on the ground, I mean that's priority one, keeping them there. But if they're going to go up with this goat, I also want to get up there and wreck some skeleton house so they can get a cool like exit route. Absolutely. So. The skeletons who have come out of the canyon have no weapons, so oh. they are going to, there's about 20 of them, and they're each going to attack. And they're going to attack the first thing they see, which mm-hmm. is Beriaro. Bring it. Okay. I'm going to roll Do for I 20 a... skeletons. Okay. Uh-huh. I have an action to try and pick some off as I'm flying down and seeing this? Yeah. 
Yeah, I will allow it since you're not grabbing anyone and taking them back. Alright, so I get three attacks with advantage? Yeah, absolutely. 24 for the first one? Oh my god, yeah, definitely. That's bad. Um, 17 for the second? Yep. And then uh, 23 for the third? Yep, you hit all three. Do I need to roll damage for them or? No. Okay. <laughs> these things are incredibly these things are incredibly brittle and before anybody in chats thinks that I'm going uh, easy on them this is in the module okay <laughs> calm down it's fine most of these have like three hit points <laughs> so we're now looking at 17 skeletons one of them grabs Yarrow and digs its very pointy little fingers into Yarrow for three damage okay uh, one one more, three more damage. Can I just say I love and would never say no to Yara fighting off twenty skeletons at once? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's your lucky day. I have se- I have nine sets of twenty skeletons plus the ones on the ziggurat. If that's the way you want to spend your night, <laughs> smash oh. them all. Uh, one, two, three, four, four more for three each. One of them rolled a nat twenty, so they're going to do six. Another one rolled a nat 20, so that's six. And one for three more. Bear is still up. All right. Mercy, we're going to jump back to you real quick. What are you doing? I have a 19 on my investigation check. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 19 is enough to tell you that as you are looking at this giant black raven statue, uh, which is huge, it's like 10 feet tall. This thing is hollow. Oh, empty. And it's made of baked clay. Oh, maybe I can break it. <laughs> Give it a shot. Um, would you I'm like very... to use your, your action to break it, or would you like to use your action to assist Yaro against these skeletons? I'm kind of interested to what is let's just let's just let everything out. Let's um okay. I mean uh Mercy's super weak. I guess she'll take her dagger. Okay. She's gonna try to do a little stab. And this is her magic athame? Yeah, and she's going to, like, drag it. When you take that out and you unsheath it, it glows warm in your hand. For just oh, a I moment. And the did bell not rings. know it could do these. And then it's just done. Just a moment? Just a oh. moment, the bell rings, and then it's done. Spheres? It give it a, a stippy stab. Okay. I almost um, said a different a dr- word, and I was like, this is dumb. That's a dumb word. So I said <laughs> stippy instead, and I was like, mm, that was dumb, too. <laughs> Let's see, there it's we go. a 13 plus 7, so 20 total. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely hit this inert 10-foot-tall clay <laughs> yeah. statue. I did it. Yeah, uh, roll damage. I roll so I can see whether or not it breaks on on contact. Uh, six. You, you bust an enormous, like, crack in the middle, and you can see into it. Oh, I look inside. You look inside, and you can... You can see, like, a little bit of light filtering in through these onyx eyes, and it seems to cascade a little shadow on this skeleton that's just... Doom. Doom. Oh, it's just a skeleton VC drum? Yeah. Stop that! (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) And it hears you and, like, turns its head towards you. I'm gonna use sorcery points to quicken cantrip. (laughs) 
I'm gonna throw <laughs> fireballs at him. Stop <laughs> it! I'm not gonna make you roll for that. He's got like two hit points. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have to roll and see if you hit him? Yeah. I will make you roll to hit. Just in a case. 25. It- okay, good. I was like, just in case it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just obliterate both him and like the the right ravens uh shatters the rest of the way and you can see that there is a there is a turning table a turnstile an enormous war drum the blackened remains of the skeleton's bones on top of a trap door with a pulley system going into it oh i'll pick up if there was like a drum stick or something that he was mm-hmm. using i'll pick that up um, and I'll just shout down to all of the chaos, Yaro fighting a million skeletons, <laughs> flying around shooting things, and like, vastly on a goat. Um, and I'm just going to scream down, I found a door! There's a door up here! The drum also, it's just a drum! The drumming has stopped, and with it, each of the skeletons in the canyon floor stops, straightens their spines, and just stares at you. Mm. Oh, weird. I'm going to do one beat. <laughs> <laughs> when you do one beat, they they all sort of their heads in unison up to the top of the ziggurat. Uh, Yara is going to take that moment to like swipe one's head off. <laughs> <laughs> it just clatters against the canyon wall and the body stays standing. Keep doing it. She's <laughs> gonna fly across and just kind of take her short sword out and just pop, 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 pop. Yeah. Yeah, their little heads just like bloop, 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 bloop. It's like if you've ever been a child who vandalized your neighbor's um garden, which I never did, and you just like take like a, a stick and you flip, 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 flip all the tulips. R.I.P. tulips. Vasily and would like to scale the ziggurat on the goat now. Okay. She's just like, this is ridiculous. You guys are just goofing off now. The skeletons <laughs> with their spears don't even look at you. Tight. Am I with you on the goat? Um, are you possibly you let me on your goat? <laughs> I, I was going to offer for you to get on the goat, but now everything's fine. Did you hop on? Well, I was probably in mid-goat hop. <laughs> Yara yeah. starts eyeing the goat. No, roll, let's just say you're as- on it, and I turn around, and I'm like, ah. Roll athletics <laughs> to push Constantine off the goat. Yeah. I'm just like, well, okay, whatever. You're here now. I guess that's fine. I'm going to put my arms around Vasily, like, around around her waist to, like, hold on, on her. This is the happiest I've ever been. So yeah. let's fast forward just a little bit, and are you all going to the top of the ziggurat? Yep. Yes. So you have all gone to the top of the ziggurat, and you can see the layout of this canyon plainly from here almost uh the outside canyon walls are 80 feet tall but the ones in the middle are about around the same size as the top you can see a group of sentinels these giant skeletons standing atop one of the walls but they are completely inert now like all of the other skeletons around 180 of them that line the canyon floor they just stop and stare into the wind the tree, likewise, has stopped, and the bloody men's heads on it have stopped screaming. Oh, this this canyon is much better. Is very dead. Well, that's better than whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> there is a trap door at the top of the ziggurat. 
Uh, Mercy, while everyone was climbing to the top, used her broom to dust off the trap door. Uh, and she informs Juniper and Yarrow that she checked it for traps. Uh, Did she? <laughs> no, she cleaned it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's probably fine. Mm-mm. Is there any way, did any of you have an ability to, to get a message back to Berthold to let him know what we've seen just in case, like, things go haywire down here and we can't do anything? Yes, they can help with that. Um, I cast message. Ah, oh. Is he within 120 feet? (laughs) Probably not. Okay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, I'm going, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to offer to try, and then remember that he's probably too far, and then just say aloud, uh, Berthold, um, we... Solve the problem in here, so uh, just stay where you are and we'll meet you soon. <laughs> you probably heard that. It's Yeah, I probably did. There's a chance. Mm-hmm. A very I mean, small one. That's kind of how it works. You just kind of like think it or you say it and then... And then half a mile away they hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very strange. Mm, we're bad at math. <laughs> Well, maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's how the wizard spells work. I don't. I don't really. I don't know. Really know. I don't think so though. That seems odd. So, um, does anyone anyway. want to see if that trapdoor is really trapped, or you want to move on? Oh, I mean, Mercy said it was. Mm-hmm. That was probably checked. Fine. Yes, I believe her. I cleaned it. I think. I think Juniper might double check, but probably <laughs> wouldn't know what to look for anyway. So probably would just pick. It looks okay. Let's open it. Possibly <laughs> would like to check the mechanism of this trap. <laughs> <laughs> Roll me an investigation, Fossily. Okay. Uh, 16. Looks like a trapdoor. Mm. It's a little rope handle on it. A little frayed. It's been a long time since anyone used it. Hinges are a bit enough. rusty. Mm. Everybody worried about the door. Let's all go um, duck around the base of the statue uh, that I've broken. Um, and then when we're all there, uh, Mercy will amaturgy the trap door open. Okay. We're all like, is that That's what cool. we do? Yep. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it opens. So it's just a trap door, so. <laughs> oh, see? Everything's fine. I would never lie to you. Remember this moment. Uh. <laughs> okay, well, I can, um, I can go in first. Okay. And I shall. Mm. <laughs> Cover her. Are you yeah, back in Yarrow form? <laughs> yes. just a bear. Uh, <laughs> just a bear. I like, see that big bear, like, butt up. a tiny door. Big bear in a tiny door. I assume Juniper brought me out of my, my transformation. Oh, yeah. little getting yeah. up, because I imagine yeah. a bear climbing up a cigarette would have been hilarious. <laughs> but maybe so not. Would have been amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry we missed that whole bit, but... <laughs> Montage. So, all of you descend into this room, and it is trap-free. It is safe. Uh, there's no poison mist in it. So plenty of time for that in the future. And you enter this room. This room that is not unlike uh, a bedroom you might have slept in back home, Mercy. There's a four-post bed, an armoire, dresser, expensive carpets, and several layers of dust on everything. Plus. So probably different than a room you would have stayed in, yes. I immediately start prestidigitating, which we've established is just lifting the dust from one part and dropping it on another. 
There's just dust in the air now everywhere. (laughs) All right. Would anybody like to look around? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Investigate. Yeah, around at this stuff. I'm not going to force you to roll for it, um, because it's all pretty much out in the open. So there are several armoires, several dressers, uh, a vanity um, with a diary on it, a bed. If you touch it, it creaks with old age, and the uh, frame starts to give and sag a little. So maybe don't lay on it, or do whatever. I'm not your dad. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes, under the bed you find an onyx statuette of a raven. (gasps) If Um, you were to get it appraised, you would find out that it is worth 350 gold pieces. Dang! I want to read the diary. I go for the books. So, when you look at the diary, there are no pages that are written in it, but you do see one page that is set out and under glass. Can I investigate this? When you look at the parchment, you see that it is in some ancient form of elven. <sighs> I'm just like, one of you small small ones, animal one, come here. Can you read this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely help. Um, okay. I want to read, read it. Yara, when you look at the parchment, you see that this is very old. Uh... It's like Middle French, essentially, to common English. You can make out a few phrases. Take the crown. Become queen. Never to be touched by death. Profit. Yeah. Question mark? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Profit. Profit with a PH. Profit for profit. Did Yaro read that out loud? Yes, Yaro did. Vasily is very apparently interested mm-hmm. in what you said. Yeah, I was looking at you expectantly. Does it say anything else? Does it say anything else, GK? It says a lot else, but that's all you can read. That's all that translates, really, uh, to... Uh, that, it, it's hard to um, make out the rest. It's really old. It smells bad. So it says crown, and... Mm-hmm untouched by death. Uh-huh. See, must have died, so who would be alive and let their room get so dusty? I mean, it kind of sounds childish, like the musings of a kid. Is there any way in or out of this room? Just other than... The, just the trap door. Hmm. What about all the other sections? This is so strange. Now, Good you for- do find a few more things if you look around. Yeah, we I will. will make you roll investigation for those things, though, since oh, those just... are non-plot related. Yay, <laughs> the perception it. around. Um, do I see like a trapdoor under the rugs or anything? No, I this is just it. a secret room at the top of the ziggurat. Unfortunately, That's normal, so normal. Typical. Twenty-two for my. Okay. Best in eighteen. Eighteen. Who else we get? Fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, sorry, twenty-one. I was looking for 21. a door. So, Mercy, you find 12 egg-shaped bloodstones. They are worth 100 gold apiece. Constantina, you find two coin-sized gems. Roll me two d4s. Okay. Yarrow, you just find a chest full of money. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Straightforward. Want this? This is so boring. I know. Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I want to touch the stones. Okay. (laughs) I got a one and a three. 
you find a blue sapphire and a red corundrum or corundum. Sorry, I don't, I'm not good at gems. These are elemental gems. Ooh. Yarrow, you find 50 platinum pieces, 400 gold pieces, 1,000 silver pieces. Um, Yara's gonna stick her hands in the chest and just, like, kind of, like, hold up, like, drop a bunch of money. (laughs) There you go. that tactile experience. I don't think she's ever had that. Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what you find. Um, the, the whole time that they've been looking, Vasily's been staring very thoughtfully at this paper, and she wants to try and remove it so she could take it with her. Go for it. Give me a sleight of hand because this is very old. Give me an intelligence sleight of hand because you've handled old parchment before. Oh, so, okay. Um, so use so your intelligence bonus instead of your dexterity. So that is a 14. Well, it doesn't crumble to dust when you touch it. It tears a bit and you realize that this isn't parchment so much as it is dried skin. I was hoping you'd say that. I know you <laughs> Amazing. Were. If it's a domed, so you can tell this was written on a scalp. All right. Am I able to pocket it successfully? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Are you trying to keep people from seeing you pocket it? Um, no, I mean, as far as they know, Yaro read it all out loud. They didn't yeah. probably didn't see that there was more on it. Only yeah. Yaro knows that. And I don't uh, think she would immediately shout like, hey, I didn't read yeah. all that. <laughs> I assume you tuck it into your um, ill-gotten not rock or something like that, and you can pocket it successfully. You don't want to just put it straight in the pocket, though. Right. I probably... Can I roll it up and put it, like, in a little, like, tube? Little glass tube? Sure, yeah. We'll say you can do that. Yeah. So, what does everyone want to do? You will have to go back out into the canyon if you want to explore any more of the canyon. Or you can go back and meet Berthold. Well, it seems much safer now that the drum has stopped. So maybe it's safe enough to get to everybody. At least go tell them what we found. Maybe do an explore of the rest of the base of this to see if there's another door. I mean, this seems like it should be the entrance to something, right? I think there I must be something more. Why would someone have all of these undead guarding a place since they don't even live here? And it's just this paper and these empty book. Very strange. Yep. So you climb out of the ziggurat and the undead are still standing in the base of the canyon, staring with their empty sockets at the building, straight up at the giant smashed raven statue. Where would you like to go? Uh, You are free to point anywhere on the map, as you can see all of that in your vantage point. Excuse Um, me, goodness gracious. Can we do one, like, pass around the base of the ziggurat just to see if there's another entrance to it? Yes, it will take until nightfall. Because this is oh, a very large canyon. Oh, no, no, the ziggurat. Just the oh, the ziggurat. ziggurat. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can absolutely uh, pass around the bottom of the ziggurat. So as you are walking, when you get to the backside, you can see that there is a passage that leads further into the canyon. And when you were at the top of the ziggurat, you could see that there were clear cuts, slits in the, s- not stone, but packed earth here. As you round the ziggurat, you see that it is completely symmetrical in all ways. It is baked clay. It is completely dense. Knocking against the side of the ziggurat will tell you that it is packed densely completely through. There are no rooms. So odd. Strange. 
Do we see any tracks or anything other than ours that are leading anywhere in the canyon? You do see tracks. Go ahead and everybody roll me survival. Let me know if you get higher than a 15. Natural 20! Well, 13. <laughs> Yara, I'm on it. Is it is it because you spent so much of your time as an animal today, or because you're specifically looking for this? You don't just see tracks. You see tracks and smell that blood from those ruined bodies in the forest. Mm-mm. And they're leading straight from this passage down to that alcove that you saw behind the ziggurat. They lead further into the canyons. Uh, I, I, everyone, I'm, I'm smelling the, the trail. I think it's whatever killed those people. I, and she's going to stop talking and start walking in the direction of the trail. Hmm. Rissy follows after you. Yeah. Me too. They could still be alive, maybe? Or do we think that they're really dead then? They were the really dead people. We oh, okay. They were, okay, they were the hella people. dead. Oh. They were oh, not only dead, but like would have to be reassembled to be oh those ones. Okay. again. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Did that confirm that the the very attractive Bastana friend that I made was part of all that? Uh group? the head was not there, so Who knows at this point? Okay. That's rough. <laughs> um let's let's get some justice. I'm gonna <laughs> Jennifer will take the back to go. Justice for handsome okay. Vistani. Justice. <laughs> so as you are walking, you also get this especially juniper, with your very, like, well-trained senses, you can smell this acidic tang lining the walls. And there are more skeletons here that have burst from the canyon or are halfway through and out of it and are just hanging, staring at the canyon floor. But you can see that there are sprigs of plant life pressed into the canyon walls. Wolfsbane. That smell is familiar. Oh, look. I have a smile. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least we're safe from um, that particular yeah. issue. So, uh, who, who are all these dead people? A lot of dead people. Mm-hmm. As you follow this trail, you smell something else that's very familiar. There he is. Roan is lounging against the side of a canyon. Uh, huh? And he sets his jaw. Does it smell like him? Does like, smell like him. This is oh. Roan without a doubt. Okay, then Yaro is going to go bounding over there and be like, Roan, what are you doing here? Juniper is going to go to taking off her glasses, tucking him away. Roan, thought you see. had a larger group. We do. We wanted to make sure it was safe-ish for them to come in. Mm-hmm. We're just scouting. Hello. Everybody, uh, this is Roan. Uh, Hello. He's nice to meet you. This is not the way... I thought it would go. What? Thought you'd bring a larger group. Now we're going to have to go out and find them. Why? What are you looking for? I'm very disappointed. But I know it's not your fault. I know you were just protecting them. You have no idea how hard it is. I just thought we made it clear that we were putting the pack first. Pack? Ooh, um, what is he talking about, Yaru? Juniper? We're trying, we're trying to help Bertholdt. He's helped us so much. And I thought you'd bring Bertholdt, but I just, well, I didn't think that you'd worry so much about their safety. You spend too much time in town. They're, they're our, our friends, Roan. They've been nice to us. And they're, 
bit strange, but they're they've been nice. You're right here. We can't I let mean, them live, girls. But we've worked too hard. What is going on? What pack are you a part of? Who is this? If are we're going to keep wolf the wolves is? away. Oh, not wolves. We okay. have to make sure that nobody comes here. She promised us we'd be safe, and that means that we get rid of anybody who comes through these canyons. Who is she? Well, I'm here with the people then. Maybe we can, uh, you know, come to an agreement. Uh, if, if someone else made you a promise, maybe we can give you a better deal. Uh, and Yara is starting to get really frustrated and, like, touching her face and can't, like, and she she's going to kind of step halfway in between the two groups and be like, Roan, they're our friends, and I really don't want you to hurt them. Yarrow, I've loved you too since you were pups, but what? if you choose them, you're done. I won't protect you. Leave with me now. We'll take care of the search party, and we'll all go home. Let her take care of them. Yarrow is like devastated is gonna look yeah. over at Juniper. Juniper is just like No, we're not gonna hurt Berthold. He has protected us and guided us for so long. Who is this man to you? He's um family. A family or a pack? Both. Kind of the same thing, right? What did he mean when you were pups? And what are you? What kind of puppies? Twins. Like the wolves. What's the point in protecting people who don't even understand? Who could never understand? Well, we just don't understand. Everyone is being very vague. I don't think it is fair to hold. Juniper goes ahead and transforms into a jackal. (gasps) (laughs) Constantine is like, (laughs) That was also an Ashley reaction. But he does snarl and he like, he sort of like bears his own teeth. You don't want to do this. She's more standing in front of Juniper. Protective. And then Yarrow starts to cry. Yarrow, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's gonna, she's gonna go, you'll go high. I'll go high. I'll go. And she's gonna burst into her hybrid wear jackal form and and leap after Roan. Roan will also transform into his wear jackal form. Juniper will pop out back and jump up and fly up into the air and immediately track three arrows on him. As you track those arrows onto him and they start to pierce into his flesh, which I'm not going to make you roll for, you also hear a howl as several other jackals come down the canyon. Mm-hmm. And in Elvish, I'm going to call out, Yarrow, lead them away from everybody and start heading towards and indicate that we will go towards the tree. Hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna turn back in my hybrid form and like yell at all of you, like, get out of here, go. He can help you. You can't. He can just leave you here. You hear the gravelly growl of Roan's voice as he, time to get running, snaps his hybrid fingers, and you hear a, doom, doom, doom. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try and lead him off. I'm gonna take his attention, fight him, lead try him. To distract them and yeah. get, let yeah. everybody else get away. He watches you run and, like, turns back to the rest of the group. We'll be back for you. And runs after Yarrow. <sighs> you can hear the creak and crack of skeletons as they raise their heads away from the canyon walls. And you can hear their bones snap as they start walking towards you. 
you're in the alcove, you can try to escape the canyon and run through all of those skeletons. You can follow your werejackal friends and try to fight their battle with them. They can't fight all of those skeletons and also all the other werejackals by themselves. It's true. Vasily looks at Mercy and is like, whatever you want to do. You have four choices. Werejackals, skeletons, a narrow slit in the side of the wall, and a jagged cavern entrance in the other side of the wall. Or prisons, apparently. (laughs) Mercy will turn to Constantina to see if she has any input. Maybe we go into the cavern just to figure out the exit plan? I don't know if it's any safer in there. I don't know. I don't know how to get out of here without, you know, running into some horde of enemies. So what's going through Mercy's head is that it's probably smart to, I don't know, sneak into the walls, like whatever sits that seems like some sort of exit um, from this cavern, at least. And their ultimate goal is to find that crown and free the Vistani. And they can't do that if they're dead. But she also promised herself she would never abandon friends again uh, in battle. So Mercy will probably do the dumb thing and run after where the werejackals went. Yes. Yeah, Vasily follows. Yes, I want to do that too. Juniper and Yarrow. Where are you leading these werejackals? Towards the death tree. Okay. So you lead them through these hordes of skeletons that seem to ignore the two of you. They surge past you towards the friends that you left behind. Uh, trying to knock off as many heads as I go, just kind of as I fly above, like keeping my sword down. Just pop, 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 pop. Unlike when they had stopped after the drum beat, these do crumble when their heads come off. I was about, you might be about to say what I was asking, but is there a skeleton on top of the ziggurat? Yes. Doing the drum again? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, lightning bolt the drum. Absolutely. Right. Is that rolling for, for... Uh, the drum him? would have to make a deck save. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't. Look, drum let's just say that you set, that with a lightning bolt, you set the top of the ziggurat on fire. Okay, yeah, like, let's get rid of that. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, the, that's awful. Who made that? Mm-hmm. The skeletons all stop. And you rush past them, and about 30 werejackals that have been following you follow. You make it to the Death's Head tree, and its branches whistle in the wind, and every one of the little faces on it turn towards you. If you eat the fruit, that's bad, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. I want to... Are the fruits, like, actual heads, or are they something else aside from the heads? They are heads, yes. They are heads. It says resembles severed heads, but the art looks so much like heads, I will say they are heads. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. I am god in this land. (laughs) (laughs) You are. You are. Um, So flying up, keeping as much of a distance as I can, uh, take a handful of arrows so probably about six arrows Mm -hmm. and stab them into one of the heads Mm -hmm. to get as much of the head goop on it Mm -hmm. and i'm going to use those arrows to shoot at the jackals 
coming close, trying to injure them in a way that they'll fall towards the tree. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And okay. yeah, down below, I think I've, I'm once I have my back to the tree, I'll probably bear out for my last time and just try and throw <laughs> throw people into the tree like I'm standing yeah. guard. You know, this is where Mercy and Constantina and Vasily find our two jackals as they are shooting these these men's fruit that bite and tear into these Ooh. other were jackals and send them howling and bleeding against the ground and as they try to rip their own family limb from limb that is where they see Roan tear into the back of Yaro's neck in her werebear shape Juniper's coming down with a sword to cut off Roan's head that is where they see the willow branches of this death head tree wrap around Juniper's waist and pull her back to the gaping maw in the trunk. No! What would you like to do in these last moments? Can I try to cast Levitate on Roan to just kind of, like, throw him off of Yarrow? Yeah, give it to me. Um, alright. Well, it's a constitution save. DC 15. He fails. Okay, I just kind of throw him 20 feet up in the air and just run to... You hear his spine make a sickening crack against the baked wall. Too bad, so sad. And Mercy runs next to Yarrow's body. So Yarrow is like bleeding out in her bare form and you can see she's like swiveling her head around like trying to smell where where Juniper is so she's using her strength to try and do that. Um, Juniper has been grappled by the branches of this tree. Would anyone like to do anything about that? Uh, yes. I would like to try to pull her out of it. Or at least, like, grab onto her. Well, let's see. Maybe the branches. I'll go for the branches and try to grab a branch. Or, like, well, the whatever. Vasily like, wants to stop you from touching the tree. Like, uh, don't. Don't touch it. Uh, okay, just, then I'll try to grab for a juniper. I'm yeah. just kind of <laughs> moving. Things are happening. Can I want to try to grab juniper, too. Strength. Okay, we'll grab a juniper. Okay, yeah. who's who's grabbing... And who's helping? I'll assist. Okay. So, oh, I'm in, okay, I'm not. I'm Roll You're for probably me. stronger than me. <laughs> I got a plus zero, so we'll see. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, 15. With advantage. Oh, the. It's very stressful right now. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was worse, so we'll go with a 15. You hear a sickening crunch as the tree bites into Juniper. I'm gonna drop concentration on. Um, levitating the now dead guy and i'm gonna levitate yarrow because i can't pick up a bear and i'm just gonna kind of push yarrow towards where juniper is okay is juniper dead or she's still juniper roll me a nat 20 or just roll me a d20 i'm sorry not i'm not (laughs) trying to make you i'm not trying to make you great on command i'm sorry roll me a d20 16 16 i really like juniper and that is why, as you're struggling to pull your Juniper's legs out of the mouth of this death's hedge tree in the trunk, and you hear the sickening crunch of flesh and bone, and hear the splatter of blood, you also hear Bertolt as the search party finds you, and they gather around and help you disentangle Juniper. While they're doing that, I want to 
is is Yara like pretty worse for wear, like needs healing? I'm gonna make her roll some death saves. I will also um, make Juniper roll some death saves. So you are free to attempt to stabilize. Can I reach this bear's mouth? Probably. I mean, uh, Mercy. I, I just have her hovering off yeah. the ground so I can just push her through the air. I don't know if this is a good idea, but you know, whatever. I pull out that black potion I had stuffed in my coat earlier, and I uncork it and pour it into her mouth. And I also cast cure wounds on Juniper as Vaseline's doing this. I do, and I do mine to Yarrow. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'll do mine to I'll do my heal to Juniper. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about it. Okay. Um, I'm doing it at my highest level that I can, level three. Need one more. Uh, you get 12 points of heals. Cool. <laughs> the search party gathers underneath this drooping death's head tree with all of its fruit exhausted, with all of the werejackals that did survive having vacated, with the remainders being beaten back into their dead human forms by any of the search party who happened to catch them. And Bertholdt will set his hands on Juniper and Yarrow's bloody faces. Not you two. Juniper's sobbing and holding Yarrow, just not letting her go. He clutches both of you to his chests. Not my daughters. I won't let this place take my daughters. That's where we'll end for tonight. For listening to Tales from the Mists. If you enjoyed what you heard, find more at talesfromthemists.com or at MistTalesDD on Twitter, where you'll also find links to our Discord community, blog, and much more. Tales from the Mists returns to twitch.tv slash DD every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time, beginning August 9th, 2019. Sleep well, Mistwalkers.